Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast, presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 186, The Importance of Framing Your Words. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I'm going to talk to you about the important concept of framing. No, I'm not talking about framing a house with wood, though that happens in real estate. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about framing your words, choosing your words wisely so that the actions or reactions that you're looking to get out of somebody actually happen the way that you wish they would. And then also noticing maybe you did bad framing in the past. And that's why you haven't landed as many deals or why you've had so many deals blow apart or why you've had home inspection negotiations go wrong. Realizing that framing is an everyday necessity and that you need to understand how to do it in order to get what you want in life. When you want someone to do something, one key thing is asking correctly. That technique is called framing, right? If we're asking someone to do something, so let's let's do this. Hey kids, go clean your room, all right? Chances are I'm not going to be too happy with it. Hey guys, I'm looking to get over to grandma's house to use the pool tonight, and if we clean our rooms early, we'll be able to leave early and we'll be able to use the pool. Notice how I framed that situation with a good, positive reason to ask them for that physical output, right? I'm telling them, if we get done early, we're going to go to grandma's pool and we're going to have a great afternoon. The same question was asked of the children, which was to clean the room, but I pointed out the benefits of having done so, which then is a proper framing technique, right? So oftentimes where we see framing used would be when we see reporters asking people questions at the scene of an accident or at the scene of a robbery or things like that, right? Next time you watch, you'll notice instead of waiting for the person to determine what they saw, the news reporter will often frame the situation. Like say, for instance... After seeing that car fly through the red light and smash the other vehicle, what did you think of the driver? They want you to think that the driver's a bad person. That's why they told you that they flew through the red light, that they smashed into another person. Instead of saying, hey, what did you see here? What happened? They didn't allow the person to tell you what happened. They directed the person towards the actions that they wanted out of them through a technique of framing. So framing can be positive, framing can be negative, but we oftentimes need to use it to get people to understand what it is we're trying to convey. Now, where does it tie into real estate? Well, one place that framing is really important in real estate is when we're talking about home inspections. When introduced in the idea of one party asking another party for anything, Framing becomes very essential. Instead of saying that the clients are telling the other people that they got to do something, it's about thinking about must versus shall versus could. Buyer is requesting that the seller does this. Buyer is going to close the deal if the seller doesn't. Now, both of them are pretty much going to have a similar outcome, but by requesting, I'm giving that other person the opportunity to say no, not that they will, but I'm not being so demanding. People who feel like they're under tight demands tend to back up, cause problems, things like that. Another place that this comes in is when we're working with our clients, right? Speaking with our clients on a home inspection and say there's a cracked window. Now, your client gave the other person $50,000 too much money, they overbid, all this different stuff. Now the cracked window comes up during the home inspection. 
you, the agent, want to say to them, oh, yeah, yeah, that should be no problem. I'm sure the seller will take care of it. Well, what we've done is framed the seller to be a reasonable person and created an assumption of what is reasonable, which reasonable would be for them to take care of it. Now, what happens when that same said seller comes back and says, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. Now, your buyer is probably going to get really mad because you told them a reasonable person would handle this. That's how you framed it versus framing it correctly, which would be to say when they say they want that crack window fixed, you know what I'll do? Why don't we put all our notes together? And after this, we'll put together a list of what we're looking for the seller to take care of. And then we'll request and we'll see what they reply to. Now, I haven't said they're going to, they're not going to. I haven't said I'm not going to. I've said, why don't we put together a full list at the end and we request that the seller takes care of that issue because that's how we want it to come out. Because by saying, oh, yeah, yeah, they definitely should take care of that. As soon as we get into those shoulds, it's like, ah, because people will let you down, right? Sellers during the seller's market, are they going to do many repairs? Probably not. So saying that they might do it or that they should do it, that's not a good idea versus saying we can request it and we can see where they go. But again, framing all along, working with your client, not that we're working against them. We work as their fiduciary. We're going to work for everything we can get. If we can get home inspection negotiations, great. But framing the market for what it is, letting the person know, hey, Mrs. Smith, you know, I just want to let you know when we do get our offer accepted right now, the home inspections have been a little tough on negotiation. So we want to make sure we're happy with the number and we know as much as we can about the house before proceeding forward, right? That's going to help them understand what's going on. Now, here's another one for the other side, framing-wise. Telling somebody that the market's on fire, or your house is going to sell so fast, it's going to get multiple offers. That's the frame that you're putting up versus saying what we're in right now, right? We're in a little bit of a slack period, not a huge downfall, but we're in a slack period where we're not sure. Hey, Mrs. Smith, I know you've been seeing on the TV that the interest rates have been climbing a little bit. I think when we price your home, we want to be more aggressive on the lower side versus the higher side and let the demand of the buyers bid the house up if they feel we underpriced it. Because if we overprice it, then the price reductions and things will lead you to getting less than the number that we would have gotten if we had properly priced this home from the beginning. Now, guys, as you can tell, framing is a technique that's learned over the years. Constantly think to yourself, how did I say this? How can I say this differently? And how can I effectively convey my message across that I'm trying to convey so that the client does what I'm looking for them to do and also gets to take advantage of the benefits that I'm pointing out to them through proper framing? Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already done so, make sure to pound that subscribe button. Also, tell all the other agents you know all about this great free podcast, all about how to learn to grow your business in real estate. Also, check us out on the web at realfactsonrealestate.com. Thanks again and have a great week.